It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Diving stop, Seager. Toss on up the first. In time to get seven. Three run homer. Robinson can off the lefty specialist, Fernando Abad. And the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye, baseball. Leonis Martin with a walk off. Two run home run. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. And welcome back to Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Gary Hill here. Thanks for coming back. Great to have you here. I hope you had a great weekend. Mariners weekend wasn't as grand. We'll talk about that coming up in a few minutes. Also, we'll put you in a, a good mood as well as we get you ready for today, the home opener. Opening day at home, which is always fun. And the Mariners certainly glad to be back at home. Also, bullpen banter is back. Dan Altavilla has taken the reins. He is your host this year. So the first edition of bullpen banter for the 2017 season is here. Greg Green will stop by as well. He'll talk about this homestand coming up, this long, long homestand. The Mariners thrilled to be back at home. Three against Houston Three against Texas, three against Miami with some very special games in the mix involving Ken Griffey Jr. and the statue, statue replica night, Ichiro coming back, dual bobblehead night as well. It is going to be a big homestand at Safeco Field and a homestand where the Mariners are looking to get it rolling. Did not happen over the weekend in Anaheim. Mariners dropped the first game on Friday, coming off the defeat of the Houston Astros in their final game in Houston, 4-2. Mariners dropped the first game of the series on Friday, 5-1 to to the Angels. In the second game of the series, Felix Hernandez took the hill, and what is going to be remembered out of that ball game is really an epic battle between Felix and Mike Trout, a battle that went 14 pitches against Mike Trout in what an at-bat. Here we go again. The 3-2 offer, and it's strike three called. He got him looking. Mike Trout strikes out. Holy smokes, what an epic battle right there between the King, Felix Hernandez, and the game's best player, Mike Trout. You're going to take a mental snapshot of that one and save it for a long, long time. Side is retired. It was a game two where Mitch Hanniger got the Mariners rolling with another long ball. Here's the stretch. Segura goes. Pitch on the way. Swing and a drive. Deep into the gap in left center field. Heading to bedrock. Goodbye baseball. Mitch Hanniger with his second home run of the season. And it was a blast to left center field with Gene Segura aboard. And just like that, the Mariners have an early 2-0 lead over the Angels. 
2-0 lead that wouldn't last as the Angels come from behind and get a 5-4 victory. And so we go into Sunday, and a lot of our conversation going into Sunday, and we talked about it on the roundtable before the game, it was me and Mike Blowers, Aaron Goldsmith, Rick Riz, and our discussion was you look at the Mariners and the first handful of ball games, and every game they've played has been close, all except for one within four runs, uh, lose by three to Houston, two to Houston, two to Houston in extra innings, then beat Houston by two, lose to the Angels by four, and then they, a one-run loss to the Angels. So a lot of our discussion was looking at what's happened so far and how do they need to turn – what do they need to do to turn those close losses into wins? And this is what we were talking about. You look at it, the Mariners have played a ton of close games so far. Every game – except for one, has been within three runs. They've all been close. What is going to be the key for the Mariners to turn these losses early on into wins? Some better offense to keep that, keep it from being such a close game. That probably <laughs> be a big part of it. That's a good start. Uh, you know, one thing that really stands out to me, guys, when I take a look at uh, the close games, because I mean, we talked about this last year when the Mariners played more uh, one-run games than anybody else in baseball. Bullpen and defense, right? When you look at the Mariners so far this year, there have been 11 different relievers take the mound with the score either being tied or no more than a two-run lead for the Mariners. So you are a bloop and a blast away from having the game uh, retied. And I, I have to imagine, even though it's early in the season and guys are as fresh as they will be, I mean, that has got to be taxing on everybody, but especially on the relievers when you're coming on and you know that at least over the first week, basically every time you've been on the mound, uh, your margin of error is either non-existent or just razor thin. That's right. Uh, you know, uh, the run differential right now, you know, uh, for the Mariners, what is it? Uh, they've been outscored on this road trip 21 to 13. So a difference of eight. And I, I, you got to take a look at the offense. They've lost close games 3 nothing, 2 1 5 3 5 1. Four run difference there, 5 4. But you take a look at the pitching, the offense. Pitching has been good. And you take a look at the offense, uh, not much of it. 5 for 50 with runners in scoring position. That's the separator. What's it going to take for the ball club? And these guys know how to hit, Mike. It's going to take that key hit here and there to uh, come away with a few wins and uh, get that offense going. I was thinking about this last night after the game. Thought about it some more this morning. And I'm going to be the uh, crazy ex-ball player in the room, and that <laughs> is I, I, I think that they're in good shape. If you'd have told me that this is what the rotation is going to do, the bullpen is going to do what it's doing, the defense that they're playing, the way that they're able to run the bases and have, they're going to be fine. Because really what we're talking about is we're talking about Cano, Cruz, Seager, Valencia. The guys in the middle of the lineup to drive and run. All of them have a track record. They've all driven in runs. They all hit the ball out of the ballpark. And they're going to this year too. So I feel good about where this club is at. Yes, I would like to see them win more games, but they're going to. Mm -hmm. If you look at hitting with runners in scoring position, 49 opportunities. That is fifth in the major leagues. So the guys at the top of the order and the bottom of the order are creating opportunities for the guys in the middle. They're just not getting it done right now. Yeah. But they're going to. So keep pitching the way you're pitching. The defense, we've already seen the outfield defense is much improved. Um, I, just, I, just, I, I just feel like this club is going to get things turned around, and they're going to 
play meaningful baseball in September and hopefully get into October. Yeah, because are- I think what we're pointing at is the offense and going into spring training and over the course of the winter, that was what everybody was pointing at is the strength of this club. Yeah. And it's just not happening in the first week. That's, that's, that, that, it happens like that sometimes. But and- those guys in the middle of the lineup have a track record, and you have to believe that they're going to be somewhere in the ballpark of it. And if they are, with the amount of opportunities that are being created now because of the new guys, they're going to be okay. They're going to get there, get there real soon. One and two guys, they're hitting 275 right now. Segura's getting his base hits. Hanniger's a couple of home runs. There you go. That's part of your problem. Your leadoff hitter and your number two hitter lead your club in home runs and RBIs. It's not going to stay that way. You know, Gary, I don't know if you saw this, but to put the rotation into context, I found this pitching line yesterday kind of amusing. Jeremy Guthrie of the Nationals. (laughs) I take it you did. I know where you're going with Yeah, yeah. Guthrie walked four. He gave up six hits. He allowed ten runs, all earned. In two-thirds of an inning. Uh-huh. The worst start the Mariners have had this year was Gallardo giving up three runs over five frames. I mean, that's the worst start so far this year by Mariners starting pitcher. And I think we were all pretty uh, pretty pleased for the most part with what uh, Gallardo was able to do. He went five and certainly kept the Mariners in the game. So, uh, Mike, along the lines of what you're saying, uh, you know, this, this rotation has been uh, pretty steady, Eddie. I mean, to say the least, to begin the season. It's been better than that, actually. Especially, Especially in I, I think, starters of well, 270 yeah. RA. Look, look I, I think that... It, look what Felix has done in his two outings, barring the the, the groin injury. This, but the way he's gone about his business, the way he's throwing the baseball, you and I talked about the overall command that he's had. He's He's been great. Um, Iwakuma was outstanding. He, he yeah. did exactly what he had to do. He has to be able to pitch backwards and use his breaking ball and hitters count. And he's, he did that. Paxton outstanding. Dominant. I, I just think if, if those things continue, this ball club is going to be just fine. So that was our conversation coming into Sunday. And the way it played out, well, they were getting everything. They had Iwakuma, who was brilliant. He went six innings in the ball game, only gave up two hits, one run on a home run, a solo blast, three walks, two strikeouts, 89 pitches. He was sensational. And the Mariners offensively, I mean, especially behind Robinson Cano, they were just scorching. Segura at first, Ruiz at second. Here's the pitch. Swinging a high fly center field. Has some life to it. Trout is at the track. Leaps. Gone. Three-run bomb, Robinson Cano. And the Mariners jump on top here in the third inning. It's now 4-1 Mariners. The first round tripper of the season for Cano. And he wasn't done. The 0-2 to Robbie. Swing and a line drive into the gap in right center field. That's going to get down for extra bases. Here comes Motter. Here comes Segura running third. Around to third, Hanniger as Cano slides in with a two-run double. Five runs batted in for Robbie Cano, and we're only in the top of the fifth inning. Two more runs are in, and it's now the Mariners' six, and the Angels' one, and what a day for Robinson Cano. So that offense had come alive. Cano, two for five, five ribbies, just one RBI, uh, RBI off his career high. Six is career high. He'd done it three times, once with the Mariners, once against the Mariners when he was a Yankee. Hanniger goes deep again. Segura scored three times in the ball game. Ruiz, a couple of base knocks. So really taking advantage of opportunities and scoring runs, scoring a lot of runs. And behind Iwakuma, Mariners had built a big lead going into the ninth inning on top nine to three headed to the ninth, and that's when things went sideways. Fiend was on to start the inning, gives up a home run to Albert Pujols. The next three batters reach, 
And then the Mariners go to the bullpen. Edwin Diaz comes on for the M's. And at that point, he gets a ground ball and a run scores, but he gets an out. And then he gets a punch out. And things at that point are looking like one out away, still a cushion to work with. Looks like Diaz has a chance, after walking into a very difficult situation, to get out of things with the bases loaded only one, uh, with nobody out. But then Escobar would double, Calhoun would walk, and to me that's the, really the key at bat of this whole thing because with Trout on deck, Diaz walks Calhoun on four pitches, then being very careful with Trout. He walks Trout, Pujols would drive in, Two runs on a base hit. Trout would go to third. So it ties it up, and then Pennington would win the ball game. And the Mariners now looking for an extra inning game this afternoon. Here's the stretch on the pitch. The Pennington swing and a fly ball into right field. Hattiger going back. Can't see it. It's on the track and off the base of the wall. Trout will score, and the Angels get seven in the bottom of the ninth inning, a walk-off single by Cliff Pennington, deep to right field, no chance for Hanniger. An amazing comeback for the Angels, who win it 10-9 to over the Mariners this afternoon. And that one really stings. I'm not sure you could draw up a tougher one than that. Seven runs in the ninth inning. Mariners badly wanted to get that win, salvage the finale, and come home with that victory, especially the way they played. The first eight innings, but they fall seven runs in the ninth. Mariners fall to one and six. Here's what the skipper said after the ball game. Yeah, I mean, we had a six-run lead. Um, pretty good spot. Um, you, know, uh, you know, Casey didn't throw the ball that well, and then you know, you're kind of up against it and then, you know, go to Diaz uh, at that point. But, uh, you know, they had some good at-bats. Um you know, when you got teams like that down, you got to just, you know, you got to squash them, you got to take them out. And, uh, you know, we didn't get it done today. We did some good things offensively, but, uh, you know, you got to get the final three outs, and, you know, it didn't happen. Scott just summed that up. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a blow. Yeah, that's a rough one. It's about as rough as it gets, you know. Um, like I said, we had been, uh, I swung the bats much better today, and we had been throwing the ball very well, uh, but, you know, it, it got away from us. And, not so much the hits, it's, it's the walks and other things like that that create the traffic on the bases, and then it's, it's a big hit or a, a ball finds a hole, and crazy things happen. It's about yeah. as big a struggle as we've seen from Diaz. It looked like the slider was... Yeah, he was having a hard time uh, locating it. Um, you know, he bounced quite a few. Chooch did a good job with him. But, yeah, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't typical Eddie Diaz. But he, he should not have been in that situation. You know, we have a six-run lead going into the ninth inning. You know, not expecting to, to have to go to him. Just a matter of time. You've been talking about it, the offense breaking out. You saw it today, you saw it especially with Robbie Cano. Yeah, Robbie had a big day. Um, a lot of guys swung the bat much better today. Uh, Chu ch- chipped in some, a couple hits there. Um, you know, did what we needed to do offensively. We needed to have a day like that. And uh, but you know, we talk about it a lot. You know, when you have them down, you have to put them away because um, teams in this league will fight. We'll fight all 27 outs, and you know we gotta have a little bit more fight in us. Kuma gave you better everything. Hopefully, Kumu threw the ball very well. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, I think where he was at after, you know, the sixth inning, um, you know, he had kind of tapped it out and, and he was uh, ready to, <laughs> to call it a day, which, you know, he did a great job for us, put us in a great spot, um, you know, just didn't get it done. Scott, you got you get another game tomorrow at 2 o'clock. How tough is this, this one to flush? We'll bounce back. Yeah, we, we will. 
Um, you know, I f- believe in our guys, and you know, we've had some tough losses in the past, and I don't think quite this tough uh, with how this road trip has gone. We needed to end it here on a positive note, uh, but we, we will bounce back. Um, you guys are anxious to get back home and you know get the ball rolling uh, back in our favor again because we're better than we played. Um, and it's everybody, you know. It's not just one guy. We've got to coach better. We've got to manage better. Everybody's got to, you know, pick up their game. So that airs the message from the number after an incredibly tough loss to the Angels. Seven runs in the ninth inning, and that was the ball game. Mariners fall 10-9, to swept by the Angels. And now turn the page because they're coming home and looking to take advantage of the home cooking. The home opener today, 2-10 first pitch. From Safeco Field, Mariners taking on the Astros for three. Hope to see you out at Safeco Field. James Paxton will take the ball, uh, 210. Charlie Morton will go for the Astros. Then on Tuesday, 710, that's going to be Miranda against Musgrove. And then on Wednesday, Gallardo against Fires in game three of the series. Mariners will miss Keichel. They'll miss McCullers. So a little bit of break when it terms to in terms of uh, rotation for the Houston Astros. Mariners look to get a little revenge after dropping three in Houston, winning one in that series. So home opener, hopefully we'll see you at the ballpark. Greg Green in a few minutes will be here to talk about everything going on with the home opener and also the big, big homestand as it continues after Houston. So right now, let's get you in a better mood. Let's have the first edition of bullpen banter for the season our first guest today is taylor modder taylor tell us a little bit about yourself uh where did you grow up well my name is taylor modder i'm 27 from palm beach gardens florida born and raised all right what are some things you got to do to get here wow play a lot of baseball (laughs) deal with the ups and downs and everything that goes along with baseball being a positive and negative sport and just grinding it out uh where'd you go to college I went to a little school called Coastal Carolina University. We did win a national championship last year. Thank you. Awesome. Did you always have the flow? No, I did not. 2012, I started growing it, and it's just been epic ever since. What kind of products do you put in that thing? I'm a big head and shoulders guy uh, with a little Fave 4 product in there. If you don't know about it, look it up. It'll do you wonders. Just keeping it shining. Uh, who were some of your favorite players as a kid growing up? I was a big Miami Marlins fan, or they were the Florida Marlins back then. So watching guys like Jeff Conine, uh, Moise Salou, uh, Bobby Bonilla, Alex Gonzalez, guys on those team were great. It was very tough because they got, as soon as they won the World Series in 97, they all got traded away, and you know we had to rebuild and have a good team. I think it was 2001, won another one. So it was great watching those and being at those games. What person had the biggest impact on you as far as you becoming a major league player? Ooh, there's been a couple people, but my parents, first and foremost, were uh, always supportive by my side for the good and the bad. I'm sure you know how that goes. And then there was a couple guys that I went to that came back to my high school that played professional ball that were good mentors and teachers and how to do the right things. And did you always play baseball or did you play other sports growing up? No, I was a uh, basketball player all the way up through high school, uh, almost college. So you could shoot. Well, I haven't picked up basketball in a while, but <laughs> I, I used to be able to. All right. What's been your biggest moment so far in your career? First at bat, hit, and then the next day was 
the first home run, pinch hit in the ninth, was awesome. Where'd you hit that home run? It was in Toronto off Drew Storen. Wow. Drew Storen was here last year. Yeah, what was the atmosphere like in that game? I know in Seattle when they come there, it's like an away game for us. Yeah, it's it was a Friday. It was a Thursday-Friday game, too, so it was a weekend series, and it was absolutely crazy. I mean, it's absolutely nuts with fans they not only are they good fans they know baseball too so they're getting on you about baseball terms and stuff like that and you're hearing the good good stuff that is coming so it's fun did you give the crowd a hair flip there the hair flip wasn't established yet (laughs) so it's only established as of right now in peoria arizona maybe hopefully coming to a city near you soon (laughs) yeah we had some good ones in spring this year so we're looking forward to some more uh, in the season. Besides me, who has the best smile on the team? Ooh, that's a good good drop there with besides you. I like that. Man, you know who I see smiling a lot? I guess smiling a lot or best smile? Best smile. Best smile. Man, who has the best teeth out here? You know, Vin- Vincent has pretty good teeth. Um, I always see Chooch smiling. Chooch pretty good. I'd say those two. Yeah. Going along with that, who's the best dressed? Well, I think there's two best dressed depending on which way we go. I think... Uh, Felix dresses pretty well and very flashy and nice. And then you got Valencia, who's very well put together, too, is a South Florida Cuban guy. You know, you can tell that he knows what he's doing. Right. We got Nelson Cruz, too. He's always showing up in a tux. What do you think about him? Well, you got Cruz and Cano. They're both put together well. I mean, now we're just naming all the guys who can get a personal stylist and do whatever they want. <laughs> oh, man. it's Yeah, it's, it's tough to top those guys when it comes to style. If you weren't playing Major League Baseball, what would you be doing? That's a great question because I never even thought of it. For me growing up, it was if I had a plan B, it means I was going to fail at this. The only other thing that I, I'd have to be involved in baseball somehow. I went to school sports and exercise science so trainer strength trainer something like that did you have a real job before baseball I dabbled a little bit back and forth um you know I worked at a baseball camp a mm-hmm. couple off seasons I gave lessons yeah. a couple off seasons but that was about it yeah it's it's tough to find time uh, especially in the off season you really want to just give the body a uh, rest so what has been your funniest moment on the baseball field here in Leones every day every game I think I show up to the field and just absolutely want to hear every word that he has to say and the things that come out of his mouth are just hilarious so I'd say being around Leonis Martin for all the spring training at the beginning of the season has been the best all right last question how did I do on my first bullpen banter great you handled yourself good threw in some questions that were really tough to answer and really funny to answer you got a little insight of the team which is great I think you're gonna just excel from here all right thank you Taylor Motter very much Right now we go to the phone. We welcome in one of the coolest guys around the Mariners from the front office, Greg Green, joining us on the phone. Gigi, how are you? We can't wait to see you and everybody else tomorrow. Looking forward to seeing you guys back in Seattle. We are busy getting ready for opening day tomorrow. Rehearsal yesterday, putting the finishing touches on everything today. I was just out walking the ballpark, and it's it's a, a beehive of activity on field and in the stands. Everybody uh, polishing up and, uh, and getting set for tomorrow's gate opening at 1140. Now, I'm, go- I'm going to try to phrase this in a way that remains respectful to the Astros and the Angels. But I wish, that, right. people, I wish that people could have seen opening day festivities at Minute Maid Park and here at Angel Stadium so that they know how amazing it is at Safeco Field. Nobody does it better. I mean, are you guys aware of this? Because you don't get to go around to see all the different <laughs> ballparks. I mean, it's, I, I'm, th- this is not just a company line. It is like nowhere else. You know, we uh, 
We want to put on a great show for everybody here in the Pacific Northwest. I know they're excited about uh, baseball's return. There are still a few seats left for tomorrow, so hopefully people can uh, sneak out of work, uh, sneak the kids out if they're not on spring break, and come on down to the ballpark. You know, it is an event. We wanted to make it an event. We want to make it special every year, and we've got, you know, a, a great opening day festivity pregame set up, and we got some uh, surprises in-game, too, that uh, we're really excited about as well. Now, this is a, a little bit more of a unique opening day, if there is such a thing, simply because of the 40th anniversary of the franchise. Uh, there is a pretty good amount of alumni who will be there. Can you give us any insights, uh, anything that is not still a secret of uh, who we might be seeing? <laughs> I, I, I think it's all out there. I think you guys have shared all the information that, you know, we're going to be celebrating, you know, four decades of Mariners baseball by welcoming back, uh, you know, four greats from each of those decades that uh, represent Mariners baseball. Um, our, our production team has put together like an amazing video of uh, a retrospective of the past 40 years that I think uh, everybody's going to enjoy. You know, a growing up a Mariners fan myself, I got I got a little choked up watching it a couple times. So it should be uh, it should be pretty special. And um, like I said, there's a, there's some uh, special guests in game as well. You know, we've had some really great sports stories here in the Northwest um, during our off season. And uh, we want to we want to kind of highlight those during the game as well. So you may see some uh, some uh, celebra- sports celebrities in the ballpark tomorrow um, as we uh, as we get going on opening day. Oh, fantastic! Well, hey, yeah. opening day uh, sells itself. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but we hope to see a pretty full ballpark on Friday night. The Rangers will be in town. This will be after the off day on the homestand. And it is Ken Griffey Jr. statue night. Uh, every fan walking home with a replica version of the new statue. And Jr. will be there to throw out the first pitch. This is going to be a huge night at Safeco Field. Yeah, it's going to be really electric to have uh, the statue uh, up. And uh, fans take everybody, you know, 45,000 fans taking home the statue. Uh, 24 lucky fans are going to take home an autographed statue that are just going to be mixed in uh, the boxes that we're handing out. So that will be pretty special. Uh, the folks that are walking home with those. And then, uh, you know, it's also a college night, our first college night on a Friday night. And uh, we are just about to announce that uh, Felix is going to start that day as well. So it'll be the first King's Court um, on that day as well. So fans can go to mariners.com slash Felix and get uh, $30 tickets in the field or the main level to get the statue, see Felix, and uh, enjoy the first Friday night of baseball at Safeco Field. Oh, man, that's about as good as you can get right there. Fine oh, stuff, fine stuff. That really will be. Hey, Gigi, as always, man, it's good to talk to you. We can't wait to see you and get back home. Thanks for the time, man. All right, travel safe, guys. See you later! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.